Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. We're going to talk today with Michael Warren, White House correspondent for the Weekly Standard, about the Jeff Sessions hearings on Capitol Hill today. Michael, how are you doing? Uh, I got through another one of these marathon <laughs> hearings, Eric, so I'm feeling good. I'm, 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 I saw the light at the end of the tunnel, and I came out alive. All right. So what, w- what were we supposed to find out in this hearing today? Well, I, this was, uh, I think, less dramatic than the Comey hearings, the James Comey hearings last week. And it was really, uh, I think, an attempt by the Intelligence Committee to fill in some of the details uh, and challenge, I think, some of the details that James Comey offered. Um, so uh, what did we learn? Well, we learned one thing, which is that there, the uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions is is not and apparently will not uh, disclose his conversations with the president about this. Now, there was this weird question throughout the hearing about whether or not he or the president was ex- was invoking executive privilege. And there's a precedent for this, which is essentially that um, in the executive branch, a you know someone like the attorney general, um, conversations between the president or somebody in the White House and the attorney general um, uh, can remain confidential. And, and, and for the purposes of, you know, uh, internal debates trying to discuss what policy or or what what actions the president or the white house is going to take that those conversations des- deserve to be, remain private except that jeff sessions never said he repeatedly said that only the president can invoke invoke executive privilege um, and then he said that the president so far has not invoked executive privilege uh, but that sessions uh, was instead citing sort of department of justice rules that said that those conversations with the president needed to remain, uh, it was inappropriate to uh, present those conversations or the details of those conversations to Congress. That got a lot of Democrats on the committee mad. Uh, and, and Although if any time somebody went up before Congress, if they had to answer on the spot before the president had the opportunity to invoke uh, executive privilege, right. then executive privilege would evaporate right there. No, I think you're right. And, and this is actually generally how things how executive privilege is invoked. Um, but that being said, sort of as a, as a matter of, uh, as a sort of material matter of evidence of what we learned, that remains the missing part of this, really, is what did Sessions and the president discuss with regard to the firing of James Comey uh, as the FBI director? What we do know is that um, the, essentially the day of the, his, of the president's decision, that he met with Jeff Sessions and the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. Rod Rosenstein uh, wrote the memo, the famous memo that cited the Hillary Clinton investigation, email investigation, uh, as reasons why Comey was was not fit, as sort of the main reason why Comey was not fit to continue in the role. Jeff Sessions uh, agreed with that. They presented that uh, to the president, and the president, uh, citing that decision, uh, citing that memo and citing that recommendation, made the decision to fire Comey. What we don't know is what more conversation happened between the president and Sessions. And why this is important, I, I think it's important, this was brought up in the hearing, that uh, Jeff Sessions recused himself from the Russia investigation, and he did this on March 2nd. Um, and uh, and he was asked many times, I think, uh, in, in, the, in the hearing, why... Uh, were you involved in the in the in recommending Comey be fired if uh, the president said, which he did after he fired Comey, that the reason he fired Comey was because of this Russia thing? Um, uh, that's a, that's a problem and something that that Sessions was never really able to square. And we can't square it without knowing what his conversations with the president were like. So, again, we remain in the situation where 
um, there is a missing piece of evidence here, um, and we really didn't learn much more about that particular uh, part. One thing we did learn more, at least we got a, a, a bold statement on, is this question of whether Sessions himself was in any way involved in colluding with Russians to throw the election. Right. And, you know, th- that is really the heart of uh, the allegations here. And what I found to be interesting was I take the accusation that an American public official would be colluding with an adversary of the U.S. to throw an election to be a staggering yes. accusation. And the one thing that I've found refreshing, if you will, about Sessions' testimony was in calling it an appalling and detestable lie. He seemed to at least respond with a vigor that that is appropriate to the seriousness of the accusation. Right. And um, it seems to me to have been somewhat lacking to this point is is a, a recognition that what's being uh, alleged is dead serious stuff. Right. And um, no, I, I agree with that. And, and I think it is ridiculous. Uh, I think the best uh, person who made this argument was Tom Cotton, the Arkansas senator, who, who sort of poured, put in a humorous way um, that this the the allegation or sort of the insinuation that this meeting that Sessions uh, may have had, um, and we can get back to the, the that specific word meeting, but uh, the the sort of insinuation that Sessions had this undisclosed meeting with Kislyak back in April 2016. Kislyak is of course the Russian ambassador, and that that was where the uh, the, the the great colluding happened or part of various plot, right? Was... Sort of at at a at a big fancy hotel uh, and a speech made by a presidential candidate in a foreign policy speech that a number of Washington figures were at um, is kind of ludicrous. It, it, no, it's not kind of ludicrous. It is ludicrous. Um, and I always thought this was this was someplace this was this is a place where Democrats are are overplaying their hand, which is suggesting that somebody like Jeff Sessions, the United States senator, um, is uh, is somehow was somehow colluding with uh with the russians on this in, in some kind of nefarious way the the problem with all of this though is that is there is the fact that the figures in the administration in the campaign have not been forthcoming about their interactions with kislyak even if those interactions i think do not amount uh, what we know of them do not amount to collusion um there was this debate during the hearing uh, or sort of discussion about the the meaning of the word meeting, and, and I think this is a it's a good it's a good all distinct, depends what is exactly is. all depends on what a meeting really is, um, and this is sort of a failure of the English language, right? Because meeting could mean anything from a convened group of people to discuss something very specific, or Eric, you and I see each other on the street and wave and shake hands and say hi. Um, all of those are what constitute a meeting, and, and there's a little bit of sort of um, uh, 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 probably too strict use or more too specific use of the word when uh, Democrats have questioned Sessions on whether he's met Kislyak and apparently this was a he essentially was in a a room with a group of people in which he he can't recall if he may have shaken hands or said hello uh, to Kislyak who again is a figure around Washington that Sessions has met with before but the bigger issue here the the the, the point I'm trying to make here is that. Um, 
Trump campaign and Trump administration officials have not been forthright about meetings with them or what happened. Remember, this was the whole point of the Michael Flynn getting fired was that he wasn't forthright with the vice president about his meeting with him. And so it complicates this. Does it rise to the level of collusion? Is there any evidence of that? Absolutely not. But in the course of investigating this, and I think an investigation that even if it is most is probably most likely not to reveal any um, collusion, certainly not a knowing collusion. Um, we still have this nagging problem of the administration of the president um, being accused of or having evidence of trying to intervene in that investigation. And that's a problem that's, that's not going away. Um, but I do think Democrats overplay their hand on this and, and hurt uh, a much more legitimate case about uh, whether or not the investigation is being impeded or, uh, or, or obstructed. So do you think that today's hearing was bad day for the president, <laughs> good day for the president, or a wash? Well, look, any, any day that is not uh, a discussion of the president's agenda, of what he's trying to get accomplished for the country, is a bad day. Uh, we've had a lot of bad days uh, in recent... I think last week was supposed to be Infrastructure Week. Do you remember anything being discussed last week about uh, infrastructure, any bills, any plans, any proposals? No. Uh, so things are ramping up about Obamacare replacement, uh, in, or, uh, yeah, repeal and replacement in uh, the Senate. Um, have we heard anything about that? No, we're talking about maybe this. Maybe that's a good thing for Republicans. Well, maybe <laughs> that you raise a very good point there. Um, but I, there, look, this was not a bombshell, and I think that uh, anybody who thinks it's going to be a bombshell or thinks it's going to be, there's going to be a smoking gun uh, in this. There, there were some Democratic senators who, in their prosecutorial tone, right. um, you know, seemed to think they were on the verge of getting bombshells. Are you suggesting that a United States senator might have taken the opportunity on national television to grandstand uh with when no, <laughs> i would never in the best of my recollection <laughs> you don't recall do you? i don't recall yeah I, I mean this is this is there is a sort of diminishing utility to these kind of hearings but i do think it's important that uh what we did learn was that um i think the takeaway and i think our our, our colleague and our editor steve hayes has made this point is that Sessions is very good at sort of uh, at, at um, revealing or, or showing that the collusion um, argument or the collusion uh, suggestion about himself is ridiculous and bogus. He's got a bigger problem, I think, when he talks about the interactions with the president. That's the problem for the administration, and they haven't figured out how to message that. Michael Warren, White House correspondent for The Weekly Standard. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Standard Podcast. Thank you, Eric. And thank you so much for listening to The Daily Standard Podcast. You can get all of our podcasts at weeklystandard.com, or better yet, subscribe at iTunes or Google Play. Go to those services and search for Weekly Standard. That way you'll never miss any of our podcasts, including the Substandard Podcast on Thursdays, the Crystal Clear Podcast with Bill Crystal every Friday, and the Confab with me, Eric Felton, every weekend. Catch you next time.